BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. If you, like me, love a frilly floral dress, then keep listening. Meet Cleobella, one of my favorite brands for easy breezy pieces that can take you from warm holidays into the summer season and back again. And they happen to be ethical too. Cleobella just launched their newest collection and it's filled with blue and white paisley. Lots of black and white separates that look just as fabulous together as they do apart. And desert hues that I have to say look pretty great with a bronzy tan. Emisha, this one is for you. Oh, and their new leather and rattan handbags are a must. I'm particularly eyeing the woven style. I'm basically just talking you through my shopping cart, but in all seriousness, Cleo Bella is the dream brand for a vacation because it packs easily. Everything is so light and flowy. Nothing takes up too much room. And honestly, you really never even have to steam it. It's so good. Every piece really does look so good against a tropical setting. Well, now I really want to go on vacation. They also, you guys, they have little girl sizes too. They're so good. Scarlett, oh, she looks so good. I love Cleobella. I did a partnership with them, a capsule collection a few months ago. And I have to say, one of my favorite brands, it's, they're beautiful. The block prints to the tropical prints to just honestly, their edit is so chic and just amazing. I truly love them. At Cleobella, Sustainability and ethical practices are at their core of who they are, deeply rooted in partnerships with independent artisans around the world. Their designs are ethically handmade, preserving traditional heritage techniques. And better yet, when you shop on their website, cleobella.com, you can choose 1% of your purchase to be donated towards global education, the planet, and charities that empower young women. I will definitely be rotating which cause I support with every purchase I make because I really do feel passionately about all of these. You guys are going to love Cleobella. When you ask me, where's that floral plant from? Half the time it's Cleobella. Shop the new collection and get 20% off with code lipstick. Visit cleobella.com, C-L-E-O-B-E-L-L-A.com slash lipstick to see what's new as well as some of my favorites you will love. And Michelle, you have known today's guest for how many years? We met at a Mommy and Me music class almost eight years ago. I mean, Maeve's going to be eight. So we met when they were a couple months old. So, Emisha, 
tells me eight years ago, she's like, you've got to meet this girl. You've got to meet this girl. Well, today I'm finally actually meeting this girl who I have followed for the past eight years. We have with us Jenny Mullen Biggs. She is so awesome. She's an actress, writer, Instagram personality, New York Times bestselling author. We're talking facial treatments that actually worth trying, books, how to feed your tyrant children, Jenny Mullen Biggs. We're so excited. You guys, she's written for Glamour, Cosmo, Playboy. She has, she's so funny. She actually has a column in Monthly and she was named Five to Follow by T Magazine. She's pretty awesome. I mean, she's hysterical. She's a really amazing hands-on mom. First heard about you literally eight years ago. I cannot believe I've never met you in person. It's so wild. I know. And we have so much overlap. It's very strange. Jenny is very funny. She is an actress. She is a writer. She is an Instagram. I have to say you're an Instagram personality because you're you got named one of five to follow by T Magazine. So you are an Instagram personality, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and you have a standing column for Parents Magazine. But I have to say, she is an unbelievable writer. And she has a new book coming out, Dictator Lunches, Inspired Meals That Will Compel Even the Toughest of Tyrants' Children. I love it. We're so excited. And today we're going to get to talk about The City of Likes, your novel, Jenny Mullen. You're like the triple fucking threat. She really my is. My novel comes out, guys, in three weeks, and I'm losing my mind. It's crazy. I'm so excited. I mean, there's so much to dive into. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So let's talk, like, I know you through Emisha. So if we take a step back and kind of give us, you know, where are you from? How'd you get here? What's your journey? I mean, I literally know you because you you have a site on Instagram where you just show lunches and they're they're amazing. They're not what I feed my kids. You would be very horrified if you saw what I feed my kids. So <laughs> let's just be be clear. Well, yeah. How did I get started? I'm from Arizona. I grew up in Arizona. I was back and forth the San Diego, Arizona thing. My mom lives in San Diego and I, I lived with my dad through high school. Then I went to UCLA and I was a theater major there. And I started working in film and TV where that's where I met my husband. We did a movie together. And I think I started my writing journey. Well, I had written a one woman show while I was in college and that's kind of how I got my first agent. But what really I think launched me was Twitter. I was one of these early Twitter people, you know, when it was like Danny Zucker and Kelly Oxford and Jenny Johnson. It was just like an interesting time to be a woman and a comedian on Twitter because it really democratized comedy, especially, you know, for us sort of struggling artists in LA. <laughs> and I kind of, I developed this weird following where, you know, I just would like go on and like talk shit about or, you know, The Bachelor or I would be talking about how I was like stalking my husband's ex-girlfriend who I still like love. But now, you know, she won't speak to me. It's been we've had, <laughs> we've, had, we've had quite a I mean, that is like, yeah. And just for the like record, her husband is Odyssey. Jason Biggs, because I don't think we, we've said anything. Yeah, Jason Biggs. I know. We just know him as Jason Biggs. We just Biggs know him because and, or Jaden, yes. which I want to understand. Or Jaden, which we're going to get to. And you guys, she's so good. You have to listen yeah. to her podcast. It's called Third Wheel with Jenny. <laughs> it's real Yeah, good. I just finished an episode of Third Wheel. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm in this studio. I, I don't really have like a great place to do podcasts at home. So it kind of worked out. <laughs> Kind of you guys out. have seen my kids flailing about. Yeah. And so then my writing sort of came out of that. I, I was just, I was frustrated enough as an actress that I started writing. 
I was like, let me find a profession that could be more depressing. And <laughs> oh, I know. I should be a writer. Yeah. And then I, I wrote this column for, for Playboy and it blew up. And that was when I got this standing column with Playboy online and I wrote for them for about a year. And at the end of the year, I thought I should try to write a memoir. And so then I sold the first memoir and it, and it worked and then I did a second and I don't know. That's how I ended up here. What was the column for Playboy? It was it was just like I would get to write a short story once a month. And I had a bunch of very insane stories that then be, later became my first book. Oh, I love that. When I love guys, I lo- the stories are I, yeah. Really your book is so good. Raunchy. I like you just the way I am. Stories about me and some other people. This is, you know, she's quoted saying, "This is <laughs> I love this. This is my book. An assortment of stories about not doing the right thing. Yes, it's about me, but it's about." women who all come in two types. Those that are totally batshit crazy and those that are liars. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it was a fun to, time in my life. Yeah. Guys. Let's talk about pre-kids. that time. That was fun, oh, right? It was so fun. Is that I when you met it. your husband? That was after I met him. <laughs> I mean, he. It, believe it or not, I got crazier after I met him. But it is like, listen, I mean, Emisha and I are best friends and we rarely ever over 20 years have a disagreement. But women can be fucking mean. I mean, oh, women yeah. can yes. be, I mean, like I always say to my husband, like I'm a Gemini. I'm like, you're like talking to four people right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a Gemini too. When is your birthday? May 25th. Ooh, I love it. I love a May Gemini. I'm May 30th. Oh, I love it. My son is June 19th. I love a Gemini. We're like very yes. loyal people. Very yes, but the June Geminis are different from us. Oh, tell me. Tell me everything, We're like a Jenny. different strand of Gemini. I don't know what how kind to of strand? it. Because I think that we still have a little, you know, we're bumping up against the Torrens. And I think that we're just a little, not like, I won't say we're grounded, but I think that we are just a bit more, we're not as all over the place as the June Geminis can be. (laughs) I love a company that's founded on good principles. I think it always speaks such volumes to the culture of the founder and the products that are being produced. That is why I love, love Array. A-R-R-A-E. They're solely interested in helping women feel their very best. And they're tackling real problems women deal with every day. Let's face it. We all get anxiety. We all get bloated. I know I do. I love that Array is just focusing on these issues with two products. They have bloat and calm. And I know you guys have heard me talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it again. It really does make me feel like as a company, they are committed to solving these problems versus creating tons of different, less effective products just for the sake of having a wide product assortment. The thing that's the best about them, their supplements are 100% natural, all formulated by naturopathic doctors. Just to go through the list with you, we're talking laxative-free, non-habit-forming, vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, filler-free, nut-free, cruelty-free, and designed to be taken as needed. I've been taking the bloat capsules after meals pretty regularly because I find it doesn't hurt to have them in my system no matter what I eat. We often think eating poorly is how we end up getting bloated, but I'm a pretty healthy eater and vegetables, especially raw ones, and I eat a lot of salads can really leave me feeling bloated as it's harder for the body to break them down. With a blend of five herb and one fruit-based digestive enzyme, I feel relief quickly. There's no waiting until the next day type of thing to feel a difference. And the bloat capsules, they're targeting all the ways we can experience bloat, heartburn reduction, gas prevention. You get what I'm saying. 
As I always say, it's better to be safe than sorry. The bloat capsules are great to have on hand when you travel or just great to have on you all the time. I love this brand, you guys, bloat and calm. They look good on your vanity. They look good in your bathroom and they really do work. Go to array.com, that's A-R-R-A-E.com and use code lipstick at checkout for 15% off of one-time purchases or 25% off first month on subscription. I'm on subscription and I absolutely love it. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. So when you were writing, I like just the way I am. What, I mean, it's got to be hard when you're pulling from yourself to write and be honest and be authentic. And I think that's ultimately why the Playboy column that led to a book blew up. But was it really difficult dealing with women at that time in your life? No, I mean, I was raised by two narcissists who never listened to me. So like when I wrote that first book, I was like, who gives a fuck what I say? Nobody's going to read this anyway. Why would I hold back when like I'm just writing in a silo? I mean, there was nothing. I didn't have kids. There was no, but I, I wasn't really accountable. So like it didn't matter. I could just say whatever I wanted to say. I was married to someone who was more famous than me which always bugged the fuck out of me. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Well, you know, I'm just always going to be Jason Biggs' plus one. Who cares what I have to say? That's so I'm just going to say it all and lay it out, lay it on the line. And it worked. <laughs> but you know what? It has. I was and- like rewarded for being psycho, guys. <laughs> and you no, really and do- that's why like years later, then I get like a fucking letter saying from like an ex and saying all of your tweets and everything you've written have like been about like me and my family for all these years. And I'm thinking... No, I was just like writing bullshit and people, you know, just because I think like so many, when you're writing memoir, people think everything's about them. There's like two types of narcissists. They either think it's about them or they can't see themselves. (laughs) And I've had, I I attract both. (laughs) Wait, so tell us how you and Jason met. Take us there. We did a movie together. I was auditioning for this Kate Hudson movie and the guy who repped the writer. So he was a manager Doug Johnson, and he repped this guy, Jordan Cahan, who wrote the film. And he wanted to, he was kind of trying to like sleep with my sister. So he said to me, (laughs) you want access to the audition tapes? Do you want to see the other girls you're up against? And I'm like, yes. Like I've only been waiting my entire career for somebody to give me the audition tapes. So I'm like watching the Lake Bells, the Lizzie Kaplan's, you know, it was like all like a certain vibe at the time, like a very like, I could like, you know, it was all the same girls I saw everywhere. And I'm watching all the tapes and I'm just like loving my life, just relaxing in my apartment, thinking like, (laughs) you don't know I'm watching this. And he said, while you're at it, watch the two guys we're choosing between one is Jason Biggs and one is this other guy. And I said, fuck Jason Biggs, you know, give it to the underdog because I was, you know, fully projecting, thinking like I'm the underdog. Why would I ever (laughs) want you to give it to like this like famous guy, like give the other guy a shot. And also I was like a theater major. I really thought I was such like a serious, highbrow, serious actor. (laughs) And Jason, I'm like, isn't he from those like teen comedies? He can't possibly be talented. (laughs) So then I watched the tape and he was amazing. And I say to this day, I'm like, Jason, you 
were so good in that audition. You were better than you even were in the movie. <laughs> and he always gets mad at me. But like that audition, he, little did he know he was like auditioning for like the rest of his life. And I called Doug Johnson back and I said, you have to give it to Jason. He's so talented. I didn't know. And then maybe like a week or two later, my sister called and said, would you go on a double date with me and Jason and Doug? And my first like reaction was, you know, like, I don't want to date an actor. I hadn't up until that point dated actors. I was really good about like steering clear of actors. I didn't know also if I had the ego strength to date a famous person. Right. I thought like at 28 years old, I felt like pretty hot walking into a room. <laughs> but, like walking in with a guy that everyone knows from something is really like, you just feel fully invisible. <laughs> so I did, wasn't ready for that. But I did want to be in the movie, guys. I really did upset Doug. And I thought Doug had power. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. Then we had this like three-way phone call, maybe like a day before we went out. And Jason was too stoned to like really have game. And I called my sister afterwards. I'm like, he's not funny. I don't think I can go on the date. And she's like, Jenny, pull yourself together. It's free sushi. You're going on It's the free sushi. <laughs> Yeah, it was Sushi Park, guys. It was, like, expensive oh, sushi. fancy. Yeah. Sushi, sushi Park. Park. That's yeah. fancy. Right? So then I went on the date, and we hit it off. But nothing. I didn't think, like, oh, this is the man I'm going to marry. I was like, he's nice. But I still had such a chip on my shoulder because I didn't, I was jealous of him. I didn't like, like, I felt, you know, I'm just so ambitious. And I felt like he <laughs> made me feel like I hadn't done anything with my career that was, like, that cool. So I sort of hung out with him, but like didn't really get too close. And then he got in the movie first and then I hated him again. <laughs> and then and then we were like on the phone for, I don't know, it was like a week or two. We would just talk on the phone and that, and it kind of eliminated the weirdness of like the discrepancy between our careers. <laughs> and so we could just be two people. And I started to sort of fall for him. And then I got in the movie and then you know, three months later, we we were like fully in love in Boston together. And we were married nine months after meeting. That's so it insane. went really fast once it picked up the bit. Once, once it got once momentum. I was able to get out of my own way. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you had a wedding in Napa. I got married in Napa. Yes. But first we eloped on the side of the road <laughs> in, in like a FedEx Kinko's Taco Bell drive through in Calabasas with like a justice of the peace and like her like one-eyed son who kind of maybe was our witness, but maybe he didn't see anything. So maybe we're not even married, but yeah. So yeah. And then we went to, you know, the old Sushi Nozawa. Sushi's really been a running theme in this marriage. By the way, if you live in, in the, if you live in LA and someone takes you to Sushi Park, it means they fucking love you. And by the way, you right? and I had yeah, a sushi, man. you and I had a sushi lunch date the last time I saw you at Lure, we were at Lure in Soho. Yes. yes. <laughs> Guys, so and now my Mercury, I got a letter from the state of New York. My Mercury is like a 30. I'm I had a 30. Oh my God. She I had, had a 30. same thing. She Guys, had a 30. She got a, a letter from the New York. I got a letter. My doc, I got the exact same letter. I, and I was a 30. We do. You have to cut sushi. It's heartbreaking. Tuna salad, tuna. But she ate. She literally ate some had. Sam. She was like, I don't understand why my mercury's high. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You eat. You eat sushi every single. You eat tuna. Every I was day. eating it all the time. I literally yes, had 30. And normal is zero to ten, guys out there. So you're supposed to be a healthy level of zero to ten. I was 30. Doctor Goo, I've literally been testing my nannies. I'm like convinced it's like in my water in the apartment. They're like, why do we need to give you blood? I I couldn't 
I had all my jewelry dust. <laughs> yeah, so I lost it. No, I, so it's I really had a just too. Mine was like a fourteen, yeah. and she, Emma, was like, mine was a fucking third. I was like, you could get a cell phone signal off of me. I was waiting. <laughs> <I> so <swear. laughs> are right, we? Wanted did you notice these. anything wrong with you? I really I didn't, because all I knew I about did. mercury poisoning yeah. was was Jeremy Piven. <laughs> so that was like oh, my that was my barometer. I was like, well, he like dropped out of a play, like or something for mercury poisoning, <laughs> right? And I'm Guys. like, I feel I feel kind of normal, but I I maybe a little tired, but I just thought I was a new okay. mom. So that's what I thought it was at the time. Yeah. But anyhow. Oh my God. Well, I have thyroid shit. So I just blame everything on my thyroid. Do you ever feel like your space just needs a refresh, but you're not exactly sure what to do, what to change or what direction to take? Well, I am here to help. Actually, Macy's is really here to help. You guys have heard me talk about this incredible section on their site called Own Your Style. It's where they create different edits and they switch them up all the time. So there's always something new to be inspired by. I have to admit, having access to regularly updated curations is a little bit dangerous for someone like myself, who's an avid shopper, as my husband likes to call me. Macy's newest curation is centered around rustic home decor. And I think this is going to serve as just the thing you need to get new ideas to liven up your space. I love this edit because it really has a fantastic variety of soft textures and warm wood accents that make it easy to bring a piece of the countryside into your home. Even if you're in an apartment in the city, there's something really soothing and calming about coming home after a busy day to a zen surrounding. It's kind of a game changer, actually. I love rustic. I love rustic home decor. I love sage green dinnerware, lush foliage, cozy blankets and bedding for more ways to quickly upgrade your home. This is perfect. You can buy one or a few pieces and see how it makes you feel or do even a bigger overhaul. Sometimes we all need a little full home makeover and maybe now it's your moment. With the summer being a slower time, let yourself embrace the change and try something new. As someone who personally loves interiors and loves to decorate, there's truly nothing more fun for me than sprucing up my home. If you're ready to join me, head over to macy's.com slash own your style. That's macy's.com slash own your style. Okay, talking about this brand always makes me really hungry, but here we go. Fly by Jing. Have you heard of it? You guys know I have been loving them. They make cooking at home so much better and so much more exciting. They've been seriously elevating every dish. And even for those of you who are not the best in the kitchen like me, with Fly by Jing, that will change fast. It's easy and it is so delicious. We've really been experimenting in the Stuber household. I've let my kids go wild trying different sauces with so many different foods. Fly by Jing prides themselves on unusual pairings. And I have to say, you think something doesn't really go well together until you try it and you will so be pleasantly surprised. We have tried the Szechuan Chili Crisp on ice cream. You guys, it's insane. Szechuan Chili Crisp. It's incredible. I know, trust me, it sounds insane, but it's not. I don't even really know how to explain it other than that your taste buds will explode. We've also tried the chili pepper oil on pizza and it really adds just that amazing little kick. Beyond just how good everything tastes, what I love about this brand is that they're the first modern Chinese food company in America and they are on a mission to bring premium Chinese flavors to every table. And I have to say, I think they are doing a pretty good job so far. All their ingredients are 100% vegan, all natural, and non-GMO, which is just an added bonus. 
Honestly, I would still eat them even if they weren't. It is that good. Are you ready to step up your game and elevate your favorite recipes? Get 15% off your entire order at flybyjing.com slash lipstick or use code lipstick at checkout. That's flybyjing, F-L-Y-B-Y-J-I-N-G.com slash lipstick for 15% off your first order. You can also find Fly By Jing in over 2,500 locations across the country, including Costco, Whole Foods, Target, and Wegmans. Thank you, Fly By Jing. Wait, so I so that's funny that I know this. I probably know too much personal information about you, but I Emisha had said that you have hyper, I have hype, I have hypo, you have hyper, correct? Do you have Hashimoto's? No, I do not. I have hypothyroidism. Okay. Do you have Hashis, which goes up and down? I have, so I have Graves. It's like the opposite of Hashis. But I guess they say that I have Hashis too. So I have conflicting thyroid disorders. <laughs> no, I got tested again. For- Gemini with conflicted thyroid. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I got tested for Graves again last year, but I didn't have it. I have a friend oh, who just got diagnosed so with Hashimoto literally two yeah. weeks ago. It just Hashimoto's means that your thyroid can be hyper or hypo and it can just go back and forth. It's it's really difficult to treat. It's so annoying. It's, it's so annoying. annoying. But I always wanted hyperthyroidism because you lose weight. Yeah. No, you get so skinny, like scary skinny. <laughs> and then your eyes start to bulge out of your head. <laughs> and Jason's like, are you okay? <laughs> I remember when you were actually doing that, when you were talking about it on Instagram a couple of years ago. Yes. Yeah, I totally you know, remember I, that. How I found out, I didn't, I was like, fuck you, I'm okay, you know? And then somebody in my stories is like, ma'am, I think you have a goiter popping out of your neck. <laughs> and then I I felt my neck, I'm like, oh my God, I called my dad and he, you know, because I, my dad's a doctor, so I, I'm spoiled and I'm always like making him, I'm his problem patient. I'm like, <laughs> I'm dying. And so, yeah, that's how I found out. It was from an Instagram follower. Yeah. They diagnosed me, guys. <laughs> that is amazing. I had somebody no. do that to me on Instagram. Like, they're like, you were exercising. And we see, I was like, oh, my God. I remember we were, I was in Nashville. And my my dad was going through something. I'm like, please don't. I mean, but again, like, people yes. see you. Yeah. And it's it's good that they say something well, or they keep or an eye out. They keep an eye out. <laughs> I mean, I think that's so what's amazing about your Instagram is and the reason you have so many people that follow you is because you're so honest and you don't put on a show. You don't, it's like, this is me, this is who I am. Even like when you're going to see the dermatologist, you're like, look at yes. me, I'm getting these procedures done. There's like you don't hold back. First of all, we really want to talk about your books. And yeah. you are yes. a prolific writer. City of Likes. That's so sweet. I, I mean, mean, I was I was reading it. And because I kind of like know some of the people you're friends with, I was like, do I, again, like trying to figure out, yes. like, do I know who she's talking about? We have the advanced <laughs> Oh, yeah. Copy I'll tell you here. everyone. <laughs> I <need> to, <laughs> offline, I need to know who inspired yeah, every character. So it's called The City of Likes. <laughs> you have an advanced copy. Will you tell our readers? Because you guys have to. Yeah, I read it. It's amazing. And it's, it's a good beach read, guys. It is a good, quick beach read that you will thoroughly enjoy. Megan yeah, so it start, Like the idea behind it started because, uh, you know, I'd written two memoirs and I thought initially, oh, my third book is, you know, if the second book was postpartum from the edge where I'm like, <laughs> how could I be the mom I always wanted when I didn't have the mom I always wanted? Like, how do I fucking do this? <laughs> then book three would be like surrender, right? Like I finally now have two kids and I'm in it. But I went to set, I sat down to write that proposal and I was just like bored out of my mind. And a friend of mine said, Jenny, why don't you write about like what's actually going on with you? Which was, I moved to New York 
from LA where in LA it was like your own your currency was fame so you were only as like cool as like the last pilot you shot but in New York I came with this weird following so I had a demographic of female followers between like 18 to 35 with a little bit of buying power and I was welcomed into like these weird inner circles in New York these like wealthy women who had companies because like they weren't just ladies who lunch they're ladies who launch so they like all have <laughs> I love that. like these fucking like they're all selling you something and they wanted me to kind of like you know they wanted to sell their use them they wanted to use me to sell their shit so I was let in and I'm like all of a sudden at these like underground like bummy supper clubs and like weddings for dogs and <laughs> you know high-end fashion shows and you know having play dates with like fucking Julian Schnabel. <laughs> really weird shit, guys. Really weird shit that I've been exposed to. And I'm like, I have to write this. But if I write this book, I will be driven out of this city. Because what I did start to see, you know, amongst my peers who were doing the same thing at this time, which was like selling motherhood, right? I was getting like endorsement deals for brands and they kept like pushing my boundary. Like, how much are you willing to give of yourself and your family for the fucking money? And what I saw them doing was like, you know, just kind of like using the kids in a way that like I didn't feel comfortable. But also there was just this disparity between like the kind of mom they presented and like how they sort of set, you know, set up like this is what parenthood is and like what was actually happening in their real lives. And I thought to myself, like how much of a mom are you and how present are you for your kids if you're so busy curating (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're parenting for other people. And that was when I knew, like, I will be, like, haunted till the day I die. If I don't write this book, I'm going to become this book. I have to do it. And and that's, this book is my third child. Nobody wanted me to write this book. It was, like, such a labor of love, you guys. I've written it, I wrote, I wrote it four times. And, like, when I went to sell this book, it was a pandemic, and everybody said, you can't do this. I don't know if in a post-COVID world, a book about, like, privileged women in lower Manhattan doesn't read as toned up. And I said, like, fuck you. Like, this is real. This happened. This is happening. And I'm putting this book out, even if I have to, like, self-publish the damn thing. Yeah, I just want to give you guys a little bit of a a sneak peek. It centers on a woman named Megan Chernoff, a talented, unemployed copywriter in an identity crisis after the birth of her second child. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. I wonder who that is. (laughs) Seeking a fresh start, she and her family moved to New York City, where she meets Daphne Cole, a gorgeous, stylist, well-known mom-fluencer. But before she knows it, Meg finds herself... Immersed in Daphne's world, hobnobbing exclusive power mama super clubs, partaking in fancy wellness rituals, and reveling in the external validation she gets from her followers who grow daily by the thousands. It's so it's good. So good. It's, it's so good. So, guys, you're going to want to read this. I mean, guys, we live in such an Instagram culture right it's now. It's also so like creepy because it really like gets <laughs> at like, you know how like women in like friendships, like we almost like date each other. So it's really about like that like toxic friendship that I think we've all had where it's like, all of a sudden you're like deeply enmeshed with a narcissist and like there's no greater high than like the love and attention you get from a narcissist right like when they shine that light on you you just feel so fucking good but when that light goes out just like the drop is so heavy and intense (laughs) and I wanted to like really talk about that like how these friendship dynamics can really pull you out of everything like you to serve that person it's like you're willing to like put your family on the back burner and just like follow them down that rabbit hole. And I think the Instagram is also this like narcissist that we keep feeding because mm-hmm. we, we want that external validation. We want to feel seen. 
And it's it's just like it's an epidemic. And I think that us as like millennial moms, we're all living it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and downtown so, Manhattan for sure. And too. it's so hard. So how yes. do you deal? I mean, I, you know, a lot of people ask my family as well to use the kids. Like, how do you feel like, you know, we're bringing you have an eight and a four year old into yes. the Instagram filter world. Like, how do you deal with that on a daily basis? Well, I don't show my kids faces. I'm super neurotic about that. Like, I don't want people to see the kids. Mm-hmm. And I always tell Sid, I'm like, because people will turn to stone if they see you. Make eye, they, they like see your beautiful face. They'll just like freak out. But no, like I personally, and I know, like I think a lot of this, I've sort of really like explored this topic with my therapist because I, I'm super like intensely just like against showing my kids. I think for me though, a lot of it is I'm a child of the eighties and I'm so paranoid and neurotic and I live in a city where my kids take the subway and they walk on the street. Yeah. They're not in like a car in a backyard. And, you know, that's not the setup for me. And the access, I just don't want somebody to see my kid at the park and be like, oh, that's, you know, that's Laszlo Biggs or that's, I don't, I, I'm so scared. So for me, it really goes back to a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to turn around one day and have my kids say, you know, you exploited me for comedy, Mm -hmm. which like I have done, you know, not in showing their faces, but like writing about them. And that was another reason it was would have been hard to write another memoir because Mm -hmm. the second book, my son was basically just like a head, you know, he couldn't (laughs) like do anything. He was a prop. But now he has real feelings and thoughts and, and it's just a different dynamic. I didn't want to tell his story. I want him to tell his story. Well, one of the things that I will say, while you don't show your kids, you have shown what they eat. <laughs> and yes, I, I'm obsessed with showing and your I food. will say, I'm not going to lie to you. True story. I actually ordered the same lunchbox, the titanium, whatever the silver one was. <laughs> I love it. I yes. did it. This is like pre-COVID. I was making lunches for Maeve and I'm like, I mean, they look so pretty in this like nice silver box. But then I would see what you were making. And I'm like, I can't, my kid won't eat a sandwich. She won't eat this. She won't eat that. But I was so impressed by the way that you would make those lunches. And she still makes them. They're called, you, you got to follow. It's at dictator lunches. But the <laughs> yes. best, my favorite was when you would travel and Jason would make the lunches. And I <laughs> am telling you, so it was honest to God, you the funniest. To me. It would be like, the, just give an example like of what you would make okay. and then what he would make. So for me, I would do, let's just say I did like, you know, like some roasted like kabocha squash. <laughs> I'll do like a sandwich with like, you know, grain free bread and like some sort of like hummus spread. And I don't know, maybe like some fruit cut us like cut up like stars. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jason will be like chocolate protein powder in one of the tins. <laughs> I made him one time for one of the pictures. I was like, you should put like an aloe vera, like a giant aloe vera plant, like leaf. He did like a like three day old, like burrito. I mean, just like gross shit that he would find lying around. And then like, I think one time he put like, I don't know if it was like, just like Altoids in one side. I mean, really fucked up. It was so good. How do you get yes. them to eat? Yeah. Okay. Well, my thing with the kids is, I just am so passionate about, you know, I don't know. I grew up, my dad, you know, again, like it's, it's, it's so much again, I think who you are as a parent is a reaction to who you had as a parent. Right. And my, I was a latchkey kid. I didn't have parents making my lunch for me, but I did have super vain parents who like my dad at 77 
has like a 50-year-old wife and a six-pack. <laughs> so, you know, he would like talk about diet and exercise. And I was brainwashed to think like, I mean, all kids go home and get on the treadmill after school. That's just normal, right? <laughs> so I did it. And I didn't grow up eating meat. So like I do have the advantage of like I had healthy eating habits already. At, you know, unlike my husband who grew up, he's like, I knew what romaine lettuce was like when I hit like 22. <laughs> I, he still eats like processed cheese and he's just a different type of eater. And so I was adamant about like, I'm like, I'm not my, I think the more we dumb down food for kids, the more dumb food they consume. And I'm never like, I don't believe in a kid's menu. They're going to fucking eat what I eat. And if I just hammer it out with them and I'm just consistent, I know that eventually they're, I'm going to win. It's like a power struggle. <laughs> uh, and I realized that like lunchtime is a great time to sort of test the boundaries because you're not there. So the dance that they do with you can't exist. That's interesting. I At love home, that. it's like, oh, well, I want this. And, you know, Malazzo throws it. He's like, not good. I don't want it. You know, like just a dick to me. But at lunch, I mean, I, and especially if he hasn't eaten, if he didn't eat breakfast because he like fucked with me and was like, I don't want it. Then I'm like, great. Can't wait to open your fucking box at school. You're stuck with that. That's what you're having. So yeah, I've been able to really like push them with food. And now, you know, and it's my version of like a handwritten note. I mean, it's all a sublimation of my guilt because I'm a working mom, not the one picking them up after school. And it's like a way for me to communicate with them when I'm not around. So that's why I get so into the food and want to make these like little movable feasts because that's like what I wish somebody had done for me. <laughs> well, I mean, now, now we can all be like you with those lunches because your book is coming out September 13th. I do have quotes from the kids in there. Like one of the things Sid, Sid likes to say, he's like, I'm the main character of this family. <laughs> We're like, oh, you are? Okay. I mean, my third child will not eat anything. Molly knows this. She eats chicken nuggets. And now, right now we're on a brand called Kid Fresh Chicken Sticks. They are, the, it's like a cauliflower crust. I mean, it's at least like veggie, like it's got veggies blended into outer. it. She, you can't. She, you saw her this past summer. She yeah, is at one so point, stubborn. Gonna eat. She's going to eat. She starved herself. She starved. We were on day three and she hadn't eaten anything. And I'm like, I can't not feed her. Like it's three days That's of her not I eating do. I'm food. Like, we'll starve them out. I'm like, good. <laughs> You don't want to I like started to panic. She already had like constipation issues. So I was like, now she's, so I just was. It is scary. It is scary. And I asked my doctor, (laughs) I said, what do I do? And he was like, listen, she's healthy. She's growing healthy. She's got no issues. Like what is she eating now? Chicken and French fries. (laughs) And now she eats pasta (laughs) and Parmesan. So she'll like eat the Parmesan and spaghetti. So like we're, you know, she loves, she's discovered Z bars that are probably horrific for her, but she just, she calls them the big (laughs) bar. She's like, give me a big bar. I mean, she's three and she is absolutely the tyrant of our household, but. Oh my God, Lazo wants to come live at your house. He would be psyched. <laughs> I mean. He would be so psyched. She has a strong personality, Lily. Yeah, that's, that's a nice way but of saying it. But she's the sweetest, but she is so sweet. She has, she's just, she. She's she, a third child. She can yes. out you in what she wants. And she's very yes. determined. She screams like you have never. I mean, the the fact that like glass hasn't shattered in our house is a miracle. Mm-hmm. It's it, she came hysterical. to visit this past summer and stayed like two or three weeks. I'm like, we're gonna break some glass here, Lily. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> she's strong willed. She's right, like so, a pterodactyl. Oh yeah, that's what we is call she her. She's speaking. Do you speak to the? Do you speak to them in Hungarian? I mean, I wish I did. I know you teach your kids German, right? I. Yes. I, my and biggest I can, regret. I make them say it, kusinem. Kusinem, kusinem sapen. That's right. Look at that. <laughs> See, she knows how to say thank you. No, I wish. I, it's, I know it's probably not too late, but it just feels so awkward 
to yeah. speak in a different language when my husband doesn't understand it. I mean, I'm fluent and yes. I, I speak with my dad every day, but... That's my favorite for my husband to not understand. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. It's like, that's my fucking favorite time. The jam. Jason's that's like, the jam. did you just tell them that it's okay for that? Because it'll be like, he screams at Jason for like taking the iPad away. And Jason's like, did he just say he hates me? Like, I don't know. I really don't know. I can't tell you. But I hate that fucking iPad. I hate it so much. I hate the iPad. I hate it. Taking it away. It's like why we don't really do it much anymore at my house. Yes. Like maybe like a day on the weekends because it's so awful. You let your kids them eat with it. it. I do not. I I mean we've gotten we're, we I let them not all the time, but I do. They're they're fine with it. I can take it away and they're okay with it. So that's why I'm see mine's probably not, mine, mine aren't okay. mine are not okay with me taking it away. Ashley, right? They're terrible. I can just we say, call it I patitude at my house. <laughs> I patitude. Like, oh something happens. I patitude is on. I patitude. I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. it's like the tude is out. Like Brooks yep. was like, he's so sweet, but every now and he gets a little attitude-y. I'm like, oh, let's just put that tude right away. Yeah, put it away. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk yes. beauty because I know okay. you are beauty obsessed. Why don't yes. more people know this about you? I don't know. I post, I mean, I've posted procedures where I'm literally <laughs> having like my like boob lifted where like they <laughs> not, they numbed around the nipple and sewed literally it like a purse string to like lift my boob before I had an actual lift just to see what it would look like. So I'm surprised people don't know this about me. I did not. I did not know this. Okay. All right. So tell us everything. What are your favorite procedures, products, Every, everything. all of it? Walk us through. Well, I, you know, when I was like in my like early to mid thirties, I was really obsessed with getting the filler and the Botox and all that stuff, but something happened. And I don't know if it was just the pandemic, but I started to think that I looked crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to dissolve a bunch of shit. And now I don't go as much. I really don't get as much done. I, I get Botox and filler still. But I'll, I can go like nine months now. I mean, I'm really lazy about that. I've done the Ulthera and I've done it twice, but I've heard that it does melt your okay, bone. Okay, so we just had- Melt your bone? Yeah. I've no, heard it melts bone. It really looked amazing. I mean, I felt like I had like strings in holding <laughs> myself back for a while, but I'm not going to do it again. I'd rather cut than do another so we just in, we just interviewed a woman and we were talking about um, Ulthera and she was just saying like they're- saying don't do it because yep. it's not great to it's no. better off cutting again whenever and however you do that but yes. it's definitely gotten some some negative comments yes I only I love the like muscle relaxer they give you before Ulthera <laughs> I call Jason I'm like help I can't get out of here I'm on the floor <laughs> he's like get in an Uber I'm like you have to come pick me up I don't <laughs> think I could find my way into an Uber so that was like the only fun part of Ulthera. Because then it hurts. You're in pain for like six months after Ulthera. <laughs> that does not sound worth it. That does not sound worth it. It was worth it though because I did think I looked better. But and how long did it last? How long did it last? I, I mean, a good like year or so. Oh, okay. But I won't do it again. Okay. So filler. Filler. Where are you? Filler. So filler, I'll do like around, he, the, around the face. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really do filler in these guys anymore. When I lived in LA, I thought that was a good look, but now I realize what like, are those lines just, like, called? You look so what is flat. It marionette, marionette, marionette. Yeah. You look so flat in a photograph, and it makes your face kind of look wider. So I won't do that. So now I'll just do filler around and up to like pull, 
to kind of like hold things back. That's what Pat <laughs> Wexler does to me. And that's your, she's your go-to, right? Pat Wexler? She does cheeks. Yeah. I'm, I do a little, littlest cheek possible because again, I feel like you could look like, and maybe it's just my face shape, but I feel like I could look too wide with too much. You know, there, everybody's doing like Chrissy Teigen did the, took the fat or something. She was saying she, what is up with Chrissy's face guys? (laughs) Something's been done. She does look totally different, but she, it does well, look she different, took, I agree. She took out the, the I don't know what the procedure, she took out the fat, like she took out fat like underneath her cheekbone or something. Oh, she, was she like, looks great, but she looks like a different person and I couldn't place why. You know, she did a, she did a, like a hair transplant on her brows that I think Jen Atkin, I thought looked amazing, but she did something like the bokeel, bokeel, I'm not sure. Yes, yes, yes. Again, I didn't. Okay. I always thought she looked amazing. I mean, I like it. I think it looks good. Yeah. She, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Also, but Pat says always, she's like, don't get rid of fat in your face. One day you're going to wish you had that. (laughs) So that's that's the other thing. I think people who have fat in their face are lucky because they look young, like longer. And like, if we start siphoning the fat off, I know we're never getting it back, guys. We have to keep it. It's like Catherine Deneuve. It's, as your, long as it's your face or your ass. Yeah. Now, what 100%. at home? What at home? Pro, like like laser, like any zip or what? What's the other one called that you like? The new face. Like, what do you do? Yeah, you use do you any, any of those? The radio frequency, new face, IPL kind of things. Well, I did Vivachi. That's more like of a micro needling situation. Oh, you got I okay. Like you, I and did it. That? It is. Yeah. It's a. It's a radio frequency micro needling. They numb you. I did it a couple yeah. of years ago. One of the single best treatments I've ever done. Yeah, I like Vivace. I've done it maybe three or four times. But now I've heard there's another one. I, I forget what that one's. But called. is that in home or at a? Uh, at a that's dr- in a, a studio. Yeah. Or but but the, there's a new at home one that that Busy Phillips just told me about yesterday, and she's like Jenny because I'm going to London next week. She's like, you've got to buy it. It's not FDA approved. So you have to buy it in London. I'm like, oh God. But it's something L-Y, L-Y something. L-Y. Starts with an L. And she's like, it's absolutely like changing my skin. L-Y. So I'm going to buy that in like a week. Oh, tell us, report back. I'm going to report back on that. Or just buy us one and we'll, we'll Venmo you. I'll get you guys I'm one. I'll like, get you one. I'll, uh, I'll bring one. I'll, I'm going to bring you guys back one of these. I'm Googling it right now. I know, now. I want to know more. Now, let's talk also about makeup, because I do know that you, okay. you always had, like, glowy skin whenever I saw you. Always, like, okay. the perfect, perfect face. Oh, my God. You're so sweet. I'm always breaking out. But wait, also another thing I, I don't want people to pay for, and I need you to tell you guys sucks, is <laughs> M-Sculpt. M-Sculpt. I hated it. It actually, like, hurt my back. I've like, done M-Sculpt. I was wounded by M-Sculpt. Like, I think it might have, like, herniated a disc in my back. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but no, I don't, I didn't like it. I don't know that it made that big of a difference. And it was very painful. Mm-hmm. Wait, I and can't find I've heard this L-Y expensive. thing. Have you heard of the I'm tripolar? Gonna... No, is that good? Yeah, that's really good. That's yeah, what uh, Tina, Craig. Tina Craig said from You Beauty. She said was amazing. Oh. And I use it. It's really good. Tripolar. Okay. Tripolar. It's called T-R-I-P-O-L-L-A-R. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you're supposed to use it not oh. like right after you've had Botox because it can elim- like you don't want to melt. It gets rid of the Botox. So if you're like mm-hmm. kind of veering towards the end and you're like ready for a new Botox treatment, you can. It helps rebuild collagen or something like that. Okay. Oh, I'll I'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Tripolar. Tripolar. I'm not bipolar. I'm tripolar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. What about skincare? Talk to us about Skin- skincare. Skincare. I'm really. I was all about Drunk Elephant. Because Tiffany, the founder, said to me once, she's like, Jenny, 
if you wear makeup, you need makeup. And she's like, if you're not, she's like, it's fucking up your skin. Because I was always breaking out. I, I was one of those people that like didn't get acne until I was like 28. And then it was just like underground sort of. Yeah, that's like me. I need to inject the fuck out of them. Otherwise I like pick into like, there's a hole in my face. Yeah, me too. I had cystic acne for almost 10 years. I ended up going on Accutane. Yes. I did the injections. It, it's insane. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's kind of, the, I went through that. So so drunk, drunk elephant I love. I, I try not, even like a lot of the organic stuff, it has all the oils that tend to break me out. So I haven't been doing a lot of that. I'm really into just like sticking with what works. And I also like Hope Smith has this company, Mutha, M-U-T-H-A. Yeah, I just got her products. It's bomb. I mean, it's bomb. Oh, that, bomb. that body bomb butter thing is. Like, here's the thing, like with Hope, like, you know, price is no object. <laughs> like when right. she's making this shit, she's like very well backed, let's just say. And I know that she's not fucking around. She's not cutting corners. She's like, if this, if it's the best shit, she's going to have it. And that's what I love about her product. I'm like, I feel so safe because I know that like she's neurotic about what she uses on her body. And she's not going to like cut corners to just like make a, like, she's not in it for the money. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so no, I her, her body butter. butter. Her body butter is amazing. It's, and there's a thing. The serums, the face stuff, guys. It's is like it good? Beyond. Is that the one in the purple? That looks like a magic potion. Yeah, it's, it's in a purple bottle. Is it good? It's amazing. It's Do amazing. I need it? Yeah. No, it's insanely good. Oh, oh I need it. I'll show good. you what it is. It's really good. Oh, I yeah. need to get that. I've been wanting yeah. to try it, but her stuff is very expensive. It's very expensive, but I. it's only because she's using the best shit. Like, so walk us through your skincare at night. Like what, what's, what's your like go-to products? So I'll use hope stuff. Okay. I will use like some sort of like, you know, either like an oil or I don't, I like that like marula oil from drunk elephant. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just put on like a bunch of mother product and that's kind of it. Sometimes I'll do the under eye. Oftentimes I forget. And then I'm taking magnesium and sometimes a melatonin to knock myself unconscious. I love taking, I take (laughs) magnesium. I was really stressed uh, about a year and a half ago. My doctor put me on it. I wasn't sleeping and I always sleep. And it really made a huge difference. I've been taking the Chroma one, the calming magnesium from Chroma. It's really good. Have you done Chroma yet? No. It's a really good, it's not a cleanse. It's a reset. It's a reset, but it's really, really good and easy to do. And you feel really clean and healthy. And it's like, makes you like mentally alert. Yeah. I really like it. And you're not starving. Okay. You're satiated. You're satiated. Yeah. You're not full, but you're satiated. Do you like living in the city? I like it right now. I mean, some, there are some days when I want to like kill somebody, but otherwise, yes, I think I like it. I didn't mean to live here. I just like thought that my house in LA was haunted. And we came, <laughs> we, we came to New York. Jason was doing a play and I thought, you know, I'd only owned that house for six months and I knew the only way I'd ever be able to sell a house I'd owned for six months is if I told Jason that I wanted to move to New York because his family's back here. He's, in New, he's saying, from New Jersey, right? He's from Jersey. And yeah. I kept saying to my sister, listen, I'll be back. I just got to get rid of this house. So we moved here when Sid was six months old and I thought it would be here a year. And then I figured work would bring him back. And then it never happened. Everything just sort of started to happen here. (laughs) I mean, I never thought I'd leave. I thought I'd never leave the city, but three kids was what put me over the edge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Three kids. I'd be out. It's, it's a great lifestyle if you can work and, you know, but it takes, it takes a lot of people. It takes a lot of manpower. Like it is, it's, yes. it's hard, the city. Yeah. I, I, my kids are 
happy, so happy right now. But they have a huge backyard, and we can still oh my go God, to. They're so happy. We can be in Tribeca in thirty minutes, literally less than thirty yes. minutes. No, that's amazing. We're gonna do a little rapid fire, so you have to answer every question with the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. What's the last thing you did before you go to sleep? I move our like rescue dog over on top of Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Who would it be if you could kill off any TV character from a current TV show? Oh, my God. Maybe, like, all of the Notekins from Babies First. (laughs) What is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve is when you when you do something for somebody and, like, really show up for them in a major way, and then, like, you turn around and ask for a favor, and they, like, can't they don't re- like return the favor. They can't be bothered. Yes. We deal with this on a daily basis. It's like, are you kidding? Like, I've like, hyped really? your shit for years. And you can't even. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Have you ever sent a text to the wrong person? Yes. Who? <laughs> I sent a sexual text to Jason's mom. <laughs> and I also one time oh actually God. sent a text saying, do you have the serial code for my implants? And I sent it to Jason's mom and not my mom. She's like, <laughs> I didn't know you had implants. <laughs> Which is amazing. What's your go-to cocktail? I don't really drink, to be honest. I'm not a drink. Jason's sober. I don't really, I mean, I guess Mezcal. And then when I'm on Mezcal, because I rarely drink, I turn to my sister and I'm like, I'm on Mezcal. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm like fucking like, I've just like popped like a quaalude because it's so intense for me. If you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Challah bread. Oh, oh I love challah bread. Forever. Just French like give me a fucking loaf bread. of challah. Oh. Yeah, just like, ugh. So good. If you could disinvent one thing, what would it be? God, I mean, my career, like it's given me a career, but probably my iPhone. (laughs) Would you rather be able to copy and paste in real life or undo in real life? Undo. (laughs) Sure, for sure. (laughs) Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? An extrovert, but also like I never want to leave the house. So like maybe like an agoraphobic extrovert. (laughs) (laughs) What's the last thing you dreamt about? Oh, God, I had a horrible nightmare where I was, like, in this, like, Swiss, like, ski chalet town. And then, like, I I don't know if you guys as, like, moms have ever had these dreams. But, like, I ran across the street and, like, my kids followed me. And, like, th- there were cars and I was trying to grab the kid. It was just, like, a horrible, awful. Ugh. Those are the worst. Those are the, the worst. worst. Where I'm like, I have to get, oh, my God, there's cars. And you're bobbing, weaving out in and out of cars. It was awful. Jenny Mullen, if you could give your 10-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it be? I would say... You're going to get everything you want. Like, don't, because I was dyslexic as a kid. You know, I really felt not good enough. I really felt like I just like couldn't do it. And, and I would say to myself, like, you're going to do it like fucking even harder than all of these other people. Like, this is going to be your superpower. This is actually like giving you the drive and resilience that you need to achieve the things in life that you're going to do. But at the time I felt like just really scared and inadequate. So I wish that somebody had told me that. You're awesome. You're so awesome. And then um, Dictator Lunches. And Dictator September Lunches in 13th. September. It's so good. Yes. I'm, we're so happy for you. We think you're Guys, hilarious. thank you so much. We're going to come see you. We'll summer. do another lunch redo at Lure. How about yes, that? Yes, let's do Let, Guys, maybe I'll not order, sushi. Like, <laughs> I'll order the chicken. 
Yeah. We'll have we'll have chicken or Maybe salmon. Not sushi. You guys, you can find Jenny at Jenny Mullen, J-E-N-N-Y-M-O-L-L-N, and at Dictator Lunches. You're amazing. We love you. Give. Thank you. I actually guys. know your husband a little bit, Jason. He's a great guy. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm gonna tell him you guys said hi. Oh. All right, you're the best. So good to see you. Thank you. You too. Bye, guys. Bye. I love her. I know. She's She's so good. You guys, let's stick on the rim. She's so funny. I mean, the dictator lunches are so good, and the book is amazing. And she's just, I don't know. She's just, I love that she's so open. She has this, like, she doesn't give a shit attitude. I love when, you know, people take what they've gone through, like, being brought up and as a child of certain parents the way they were raised and really trying to do it differently and really trying to take that onus. And There's an honesty that is not always there with people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what makes her Well, there's an honesty special. of also not trying to do the same thing that yep. your parents did to you. It's like taking onus and really, you know, what is best for you and your husband or your partner now. So I don't know. I just love her. She's awesome. That's All a right. wrap. Love you, Moss. I love you, boo. That's a, that's a wrap on Lipstick on the Rim. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emisha Gormley. We are so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim and Molly B. Sims or my website where you can dive just a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and more at mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. Wanted to give a special thanks to my team, Ashley Gasparian, Schaefer Carrillo, Ashley Sanchez, and Michelle Harrison and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. 